All right, Rad Dads, we're back for another episode. I'm Rob. And I'm Sal. And what do we talk oh, about tonight, tonight, Sal? Tonight is a big discussion. The topic for tonight is when to have the big discussion with the kids. What big discussion are you discussing? The birds and the bees. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Or other... or, or Are we talking about sex? Baby. When yeah. is the right time to have the discussion with the kids about sex? Boys, girls, when is the right time, Rob? Way to pivot that shit back in May. <laughs> you have two older kids than, than my oldest, and, and you're obviously my oldest the same age as your youngest. But I believe in school they show that puberty video in fourth grade. Oh, yeah, that, dude. I had to watch that. So My kids were like so... But your two older kids watched it with their classmates. Yes. Your youngest watched it at home. So I asked my son, I don't know if she did. Yes. I don't know if you asked your daughter, but I asked my son, I said, if you had to sit through that in class, like I did as a kid, what would have been your reaction? He goes, dad, I I would have been mortified. So why? My oldest daughter was mortified. He goes, I don't want to listen about that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that it was an interesting video. And he, I made him to watch two, one that the school sent and then one my wife found. On Pornhub? No, not Pornhub. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) You made a much. I'm glad this is, I can't edit that out. There's all five viewers can hear that. You made him watch the real thing. No, that's that's a real thing. He still so, thinks girls are icky. So, so my kids think boys have cooties. So, uh, my oldest daughter, she, she was afraid to say the word puberty. She thought she, it was like a bad word to her. She would like whisper it in my wife's ear. And, and I heard it. I said, what, what, what's the big deal with the word puberty? She's like, oh my God, I don't want to go through that. I said, everybody goes through it. You, your sisters, me and your mom went through it. It's a part of growing up. It's a part of nature. And my wife already had the discussion with my oldest daughter that she will soon have her period. So... <clears throat> For me, you can keep discussing that on your, on your own. Yes, well, <laughs> we gotta have that discussion with the boys. No, you gotta let them know what the girl, what happens to the girls. Do I have to? Just in case it happens in front of them. No, I wasn't planning on having the discussion. So but let, but so let's so say, hold on. Let's say your oldest son is walking behind a girl, and all of a sudden, blood. I mean, I don't think that's how it happens, but you have three girls. He's, he's, he's going to think blood. He's, he's, he just falls out and goes on the floor. He's going to think he's going to think it's the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> she please every night every every month she keeps living <laughs> she's immortal oh my god I, this is a great live because i would have edited this shit out if we were so so th- this is important to me because i had a co-worker that her daughter was 15 years old and hid from her mother that she was pregnant so i, I used to be in the construction industry um, I started when I was 21, so maybe around when I was 24 years old, we had a female laborer, uh, a real hard worker, but it, she was dedicated to her job. Uh, she, was Brazil- she is Brazilian, and we worked long hours, uh, 60, 70, possibly 80 hours a week, especially during the summer. We had uh, high-intensity construction cycles uh, on the weekends, so <clears throat> that resulted in a lack of presence on her part. She would leave her kids with friends, relatives. Her husband at the time worked with us as well, so he was doing all the crazy hours. 
So she gets pregnant. She tells us a story that she was gaining weight uncontrollably, and she didn't know why. She put her daughter on on um, on a diet. She watched what she ate. She she fruits, vegetables, chicken, whatever. So finally, she went to the doctor with her daughter, and the doctor said, "Hey, your daughter is pregnant." And of course, as a mother, your fifteen-year-old daughter is pregnant. Her response, her daughter's response to the mother was. You never told me about sex. You never told me what to expect or how to prepare or anything. Talk about sex and what it means and what the boy should be doing or what he shouldn't be doing. So that's why I think it's important to have that discussion so I started tiptoeing around the subject with my oldest daughter. Past she 13? Two, she's 12. She just turned 12. So past two years, it started when she was 10. We started tiptoeing around the whole conversation. And obviously after she, she watched that whole puberty thing, you got a little more descriptive. Um, so I honestly think the right age to have the conversation with your child is 10. Be- look, because have, you, you want to know why? Have you met a 10-year-old boy? If you, they don't hear it from you, they're going to hear it from their friends in school. Oh, I'm sure they hear it from their friends in school. I mean, I talked to my son about a, the puberty video. It's a tough conversation to have. He watched it. He's like, okay, I get it. But I didn't talk about sex. Like, I'm not going di- to disagree. So the, the way we explained it was a boy has uh, a penis. A, a girl uh, has a vagina. And... When those two come together... I'm glad you nailed those two. Yes. Thank God. We told, we told her, when those two come together, and two people love each other, that's how they make a baby. So You said I, love each other. Love each other. I much... All pre- that, that, that's a real... You're shooting for the stars there. Oh, yeah. I told my kids, no, no boyfriends until they graduate high school, because it's a distraction in high school. Yeah, you have three girls. You're- I do. So, I much prefer my kids hear it from me or my wife... And not someone from school. Because they're friends from school. It's just going to be hearsay. It's just going to be, you know. That first, what's your oldest in? Sixth? Seventh? She's going into seventh. She's going into seventh. Yeah. So that first middle school boy-girl mixer party, which may happen in seventh or eighth, they're, they're going to do the stupid shit we did. Come on, you've been to the sixth grade dances. The boys are on one side, the girls are on the other. And, and so, yes, there is. But then there's the the birthday parties, or the parents are away, and we go to so and so's house, and there's like five girls, five boys. Oh, you there, end up there, playing spin the bottle no, or something yeah, like that. No, no, no. Be yeah, no your way. kids are never going to do that. No, that's right. <laughs> There'll be no going to friends' houses that the parents are not there, and they're going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, you're terribly mistaken if you think your kids are going to be 100% honest with you. The good thing, I will say, is we're in a very small town. All the parents know each other. I expect my kids to be honest with, with me. Okay. Are they going to tell me the truth 100% of the time? Come on. No. No way. No. Will I f- eventually find out what happened? Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> th- that I agree with. You know, I was talking to another parent in, in our town. And we have a very small town, two, two and a half square miles. There's and still 10,000 people. So, yeah. Yeah. Because they're, yeah. Because no one has an anchor. <laughs> so, 
So I was talking to a parent who his uh, child is graduated, you know, our high school and has gone on to college. And he said, you know, I wouldn't let my daughter walk to school because I'm a, you know, and from where I live currently, it's a good mile and a half. How old is his daughter? I mean, she's graduated now, but he's high like, school? yeah, she graduated high school. When wouldn't he let her walk to school? He as of recent? As of high school. Oh, wow. So he's like, I, I just didn't feel comfortable with her walking, you know, from that side of town to the high school. You know, my boys, I'd probably send them from where I am right now. Wow. Really? Yeah, they need exercise. Oh, wait, wait. From where you are right now. Yeah, I'm going to send them well, from where I'm going to, too. Well, that's not too far. No, that's not no, Yeah, that's not that far. They can ride their bikes, too. So Yeah. yeah. So Rob, Rob's moving up to the east side. Rob, uh, yeah, Rob bought a new house. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's what I, I took off today to pack. Yes. To load a friggin' pod. It's great. That's not fun. I did that before. Time well spent. Long. So do you agree that 10 years old is the, the, the appropriate age to have that conversation or I, to start the conversation? I think that's the appropriate age to initial, initially have the conversation. I think you have to reinforce it year over year. Because at ten years old, in and most kids, other? yeah, I mean my my son is immature. I mean, like, listen, look, look at forty year old men. You expect a ten year no, old thank kid? You. Yeah. <laughs> <What a dick. laughs> what I'm saying is the maturity level of a ten year old boy is is at an all time low. And true. And I so think you just got yes, I agree. You have to reinforce it. Yeah, you like, got to somewhat bring up that topic every so often to discuss it and say, hey, this is a reality. This is nothing to joke about because that that thing can eventually ru- rule your world. What thing could you? <laughs> Jesus Christ! That that thing. The puberty video is great for initial approach to the subject, but I think every year you have to talk about it. You know, my son has friends who are girls, and they're just like the guys. So yes, I agree. So like he pals around with with your daughters and the same way he pals around with some other people who are maybe watching us right now, but that's their pals. There's nothing more than that. Yes. For me, it's like, Hey, listen, in a year or two, you're not going to be like, you know, it's going to be a different type of thing. You may still be pals with some, some of these girls, but there's, at the same there's point, gonna be an attraction. there's going to be an attraction or one of your buddies is going to be attracted to her. I tell him all the time. I was like, the, the girls you're friends with who you're really, really friends with, they're going to be your friends. And that, that lifelong friendship is, is priceless. So what you don't have to teach your boys, but what I have to, or your, your girls, but what I have to teach my boys is that, you know, you should be standing up for women. And, you know, if you see something wrong, just don't stand there and let it happen. Step in and, and intervene. Not that my kids are going to be big, burly guys. They're definitely not. But you can step in, no, intervene. Be a, be a and Yeah. And, you know, make sure the situation is good because that's what scares me the most. One, all the social media, all the video, like that's the one thing I keep telling telling my kids is like, do not video yourself. If you do, your clothes are fully on. Like, there's things that we didn't have to go through as kids that these guys are gonna have to go through. Oh yeah, and it takes one one video. One yeah, one video that'll sent to the wrong you, person right? who that'll then gets posted onto somebody yeah, else that'll haunt you for the rest of your yeah. life. And then I was talking to somebody else about this recently, and they're like, "Well, that's not necessarily true." I said. It is, though. If you get a video like that, I said, not all of us are Kim Kardashian, where if you get a video put up like that, you're going to become a billionaire. Right. Most of us are not. It's just going to... Come on. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I, I got this. Yeah, you got this. 
But what I'm saying is like those things, those type of videos you do not want. That's personal. That's intimate. That's not stuff that should be broadcast to no. anybody besides the person you're intimate with and, and yourself. And there's no there's no snapping a photo and sending a photo of, of yourself. Uh, and if you do, it better, it better be with you apple picking or something fully clothed because... <laughs> But if, so if I find out otherwise, it'd be some legs breaking. Yeah. So, I mean, go, going back to sex is just, I think if you're going to have that conversation, the real conversation has to happen 11 and 12. I think 12 is, is the breaker, but then you have to reinforce the 13 and 14 because based and I don't know if you're going to pull up some fancy statistics soon, well, but that's I'm pretty that, sure sex starts at, at 13. Well, when puberty hits, that's when the hormones start running. So here, I got a question for you, right? Are you going to ask me when I lost my virginity? I don't kiss and tell. I don't kiss and tell. I really don't want to know. <laughs> I know it was, I know it was, it was I, recently. <laughs> I know it was like 10 years ago. <laughs> yes. I waited until I was married. <laughs> so I have a question for you. So we, our, obviously our topic tonight is, is the big discussion with our kids. My wife already had the discussion with my oldest daughter about what to expect monthly. Have you had the conversation with your son? What happens when his his uh, his thing starts growing unexpectedly, or when he touches it in the shower? No, have you, no, they already take long showers. God, I don't know. <laughs> you haven't had that. Have you thought about it? How to say or what to what to say? No, what the fuck How am I going to say that? I mean, he you learned about it in the puberty video. Is that his penis is going to grow? And he's uh, going to grow yeah. hair underneath his yeah, arms. No, 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 no. And that's not his, the type no. of growing I'm talking about. Oh, that growing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know, oh, growing. Um, if you pet it, it'll spit at you, you know, that kind of growing. <laughs> no, I would, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't phrase it like that. But no, well. They did talk about that in, in the puberty video for the boys. Really? Yeah, ejaculation and erection. So but did, did, have you had I didn't that? go any further than that. That's going to be a real awkward conversation for... I mean, did your dad have a conversation with you about that? No, I showed my dad a condom when I was in eighth grade. He almost kicked my ass. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that, that's not, not something that... But look, we, we're, my, my parents were old school Italians, and, and that was just not spoken. I think you have to you do gotta it. You got to have common sense. You got to be responsible. You got to raise responsible kids. But I think you would have that conversation when they're in seventh grade. I think that's the right time, around seventh grade. Because sixth to grade... To talk about erections? No, it was talk about more than erections, oh. masturbation, and because it goes further than that, right? Because it goes into masturbation, pornography, like with this, now we're talking specifically boys. Are you talking about girls I'm, too? So I, with boys, I mean that that's what I'm raising. I mean I don't know what I don't know I what don't that even know how to touch that subject. Yeah, I, nope. I, I don't I don't know what the right approach is for. <laughs> nope, I'm just very happy I don't have girls, <laughs> so I have to have that conversation. Um, I was blessed with girls. I will say like pornography is another conversation that I have to have with boys because that's going to be a big subject because that's so speak. think about it. When you were a kid, I remember my buddies used to have VHS tapes and they used to pass them around. I remember I was by a friend's house and, uh, the one, one of my friends, he goes, look, they're 49 and like, what? <laughs> That phrase sticks with me. But it, I, it was, yes, no, I agree 100%. But but I mean, we can no have a whole v- other episode on, on pornography. There's no more VHS. I, to, well, I don't thank even, you, Sal. I, I don't even know how to approach that topic with, with my kids. That is, um, I, I, and I feel it's more of a male thing, pornography and masturbation, than it is a female thing. But I could be wrong. Uh, you know, I, I can I'm look, not touching that with a I can look, pole. I can look up statistics. 
I, what the statistics are between male and female with pornography. I, I, pornography, I, I think, is more of a male-dominated thing. Masturbation is a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say. I, I don't know. I. Uh, I don't know either. I don't. You know, if there's a doctor out there that can uh, educate us on this topic, uh, we'd love to have you on. Yeah, anyone I mean, listening? I talk about masturbation. Sure. The uh, statistics and 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 when it starts, or you know. Uh, something, something along or pornography those lines. and addiction. I mean, we could try to hit up Terry Crews and understand. Mm. So, Terry Crews, <laughs> who's Terry Crews? Oh my God! Someone out there, tell him who Terry Crews is. I don't know Terry Crews. Who's Terry Crews? Are you a, kidding me? Is he a porn star? No, he's a comedian. Oh, <laughs> comedian, <laughs> actor. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. He's a big dude. I, I know. Uh, uh, there's a mutual friend of ours. Told me a story. He has his his. Mm internet wi-fi on lockdown in his house so he knows who's searching what he he set the settings on his router for certain keywords that he would get pinged when certain keywords were hit so someone landed on a site in his house and he only has two kids and the whole house went on lockdown until someone fessed up who went to the site so the the child confessed it was me it was them whatever and the reason, excuse they gave was, I wanted to find out for myself. She had heard at school people talking about a certain subject about sex and, and what have you. And people, do, do you believe it? Kids are passing around porn sites? No, I'll smash the shit out of my kid if he they, does that. They're talking, talking about porn sites, fifth grade. It, it's crazy. No, sixth grade. Sorry, sixth grade. They're talking about porn sites. They're they're telling their friends to, to, to go. And the reason why is they have older siblings. And the older siblings is who is giving them this information. So she went to this site. He got pinged. And he asked, well, what the hell are you doing on this site? How would you know about this site? She said, well, I wanted to find out for myself what this really was and what it's about. So... He told me after a bottle of whiskey, he, he, he thinks he went through the whole conversation about sex. Yes, it is an uncomfortable topic, super uncomfortable topic. But I highly recommend you, you start having that conversation with your children, especially if anywhere's in the area of 10 and 12. If you haven't had that conversation yet, have that conversation because and I, you don't want to be an early grandparent. No, you be don't want to be bad. an early grandparent. So I don't know if you were waiting for me to comment or something, but no, no, no. no. I mean, you gotta have that conversation. Yes, I'm gonna agree with everybody listening, everybody watching, the one person that's watching, (laughs) that it is a super, super uncomfortable conversation. But it is. But I mean, it's listen. Our parents didn't have it with us. I don't think that, to your point, I don't think that means we don't have it with our children. I think it's a different day and age. People are a little bit more, I'm going to use the word liberal, to be honest, about about these type of subjects. Sal got a little uncomfortable there. But this is a trigger word. Yeah. But at the same point, you know, our kids need to be informed. I don't want our kids to be in positions that put them in a, in a bad situation. Like my son got tricked into doing something recently and he was put in a, in a bad situation and people try to make him out like a bad guy and, and he wasn't. He's, you know, they just put him in a situation that was was not correct. And, you know, he learned from it. And But that's key. He learned from it. 
He did because I almost freaking strangled him. But <laughs> I mean, once you got the whole story, though, like you understood, like, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. Once you heard the the whole story and you understood what was going on, it, it was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, it's like you're trying to paint this picture. So they were getting bullied down at the school. Get out of here. Yeah, really? by older kids and a bunch of the fourth graders by like older older girls. And it just turned into a really bad situation really quick. And then the girls tried to pin it back on the boys. And the boys like, what do you mean? They stole like scooter, then just like broke it. Like, like how, how old? I think they were in sixth grade or fifth grade. Get out of here. Yeah. Dude, I'd, I'd, I'd be. So my wife was pretty livid. Um, I'd be. Heated. And so were some of the other parents. So it was a, uh, but they tried to flip it back on my son because of, of something that he did. And, and it wasn't even relevant it was a completely independent of the whole situation but here 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 here's my perspective kids will kids will be kids that's that's sometimes that's a saying and i get that we both were kids but if you raise your child to be a respectable child yeah yeah kids will be kids but they'll do the right fucking thing so if you got sixth graders picking on fourth graders that's a that's a reflection of the parent, if you ask me. I think so you know? too. If if you're not trying to teach your kids manners and to respect other kids and to and to raise them to to treat their peers as they want to be treated, then then that's a bad reflection of the parent. I, I will say, you know, my son did did call us and then they went to their friend's house the nearby. Phone. Yeah, on the phone. <laughs> but you know it's You're welcome. Yeah. So he has, what is it called? The Gizmo Watch? Gizmo Watch. So well, the they're Gizmo not our watch. sponsor. Definitely not a good situation. But pulling back to the sex conversation, I think you're right. I think it's between 10 to 12. I think that puberty video, um, video hits on, at 10. Though I made my youngest watch it. So he's seven. So now he understands it. Though I'm not sure he really understands it. So, so maybe if your child in their school district, I think you get the letter or the email forewarning you that they will be showing this video. Can you opt out? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. know if you, I don't think you can. I, I think, think it's you. required. So maybe when you receive that letter, start the conversation with your child. Say, this is what you're going to be watching. This is what they're going to be talking about. And look, generalize. I'm not saying details. Generalize so they're not shocked and like scared of the whole thing yeah because i'm sure there's some kids that come out of there like what the hell did i just watch what, what is this crazy well what's this that's word what, puberty well you know that's why i actually preferred him watching it at home versus in the, in the comfort, class in the comfort, yeah because i remember watching that as a kid and you're like hee 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 what are they talking about <laughs> oh you would have some sticky stuff in your pants when you wake up in the morning like it was a joke and it and we kind of handled like I remember all the boys like just giggling and the teacher being like, hey, pay attention. It's, this is important. And you're like, all right, great. We're going to grow hair under our arms and between our legs and, and get erections. And get erections and, uh, and wake up with sticky stuff in our pants. That's great. Better received being at home at least and you taking can... it seriously versus when you're with your buddies, right. you're really not and taking it seriously. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And comfort of, I mean, maybe that, that, that could be one of the positive things that came out of this whole virtual learning thing was – the sex talk possibly or the puberty video. I think it also gives parents the visibility because I don't think they traditionally would send out that video and say, Hey parents, this is what the kids need to watch and watch it with them. 
No, I think no, because I think we had the opportunity to go watch it at like seven o'clock at night with my daughter at at the school. Really? Yeah, I think so. When she was in fourth, and I I forget what happened. I I might I may have been working. I don't remember. I know my wife handled that. The dad lesson for tonight is: if you don't have the conversation about the birds and the bees, you might wind up being a young grandfather. That that's the that's the that's the lesson. Have that conversation. Yes, I, I I am with you. Everybody that's listening, the 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 half a person that's watching. No, we are a couple of people. Still. So it, it is a super 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 uncomfortable conversation. But God bless the dads who are are fathers of daughters. God bless you. Yes, all. thank you. So my advice to you is prepare. Know when that puberty video is coming out. Maybe talk to the health teacher at school and kind of start having that conversation. I know some friends that, that will absolutely not have that conversation. I think it's essential and I think it's important to have that conversation because they must know what to expect. They have to know that it's not a joke and it's serious. The better educated our kids are with that is is extremely important. Just think of this. All the information that your parents failed to divulge to you when you were a child, maybe not everything, but maybe give it to your children to help them better understand and get through their, their daily lives yeah i think you just have to have the sex talk and you have to have it multiple times and talk about listen as uncomfortable as it's gonna be you should probably talk about every september and every may or every june yeah i mean but you can't just leave it at sex like what you know you know if at least for boys right so if if a girl says no they mean no right like you know if if you know you try to kiss a girl and she says no then you walk away and you're like all right didn't happen but you have to read the room. You have to read the situation. But listen, boys don't learn that until it happens to them and they understand, like, read, like, they go through it a couple of times. Like, no one ever talked to me about that before. So I agree 100%. So telling my son about that and being like, hey, listen, if you make a move on a girl and she shoots you down, then so be it. But at the same point, most of the time, you should know if you're going to be successful or not. Like they're gonna show you signs that they're interested. So like, send your friend over there and ask her. No, that's if not. She's she's interested in me. <laughs> I mean, I listen. I grew up in this town. I know all. I know all the hidey holes. So like, there's nowhere they're gonna. And there's less because they built up all like yeah. the, all the forests, um, or all the woods that we used to hide in. But at the same point, you talk about that with your kids. You talk about what's dating etiquette and what's what's the appropriate way to handle stuff. And the more information that you can provide your kids the better. Yes, uncomfortable situation, uncomfortable conversation, but it's going to build, this is key, it's going to build trust between you and your kids. And who uh, else builds trust? You know what? That's, that's funny you ask because, you know, Dynamic Wealth Consulting, they are a trustworthy there company, uh, specifically Richard Latito. So Dynamic Wealth Consulting, LLC, where client financial education is the driving force to the realization of goal planning and financial empowerment. Richard Latito and Dynamic Wealth Consulting specialize in developing a financial plan for clients, which includes asset management, 
insurance review, and estate preservation. Rich is currently uh, assisting m myself and my family through my parents' estate preservation. The firm assists clients ranging from young goal-oriented professionals such as yourself, Rob, to the retiree and everyone in between. To have a no-obligation conversation with Dynamic Wealth Consulting, Rich Latito, please give him a call at 201-383-2277. 201-383-2277. And if you're not the chatty type, you can shoot him an email to rlotito, L-O-T-I-T-O, at dynamicwealthconsulting.com. That's rlotito at dynamicwealthconsulting.com. And tell him Sal and Rob from the Rad Dad Center. You're not going to be disappointed. I guarantee it. So this leads us to our favorite segment. So what are we tasting tonight? Can you pass me the bottle? I need a little. A little. We are tasting Bradshaw Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Distillery is the Silver Screen Bottling Company. The proof is 103.8. Dude, it is Terry Bradshaw. Uh, yeah, Terry Bradshaw, the, the freaking uh, football star. Come on. Have you watched his reality TV show? I have not. I don't have TV. Oh, my God. He's hysterical. Uh, really? Yeah. I don't have TV. So, all right. You, you interrupted me. I'm, I'm sorry. My, 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 I didn't. I just knew it was Bradshaw. I didn't really no, know it was, it was Terry Bradshaw yeah, when Terry, I said that earlier. Terry, the man Bradshaw. Everyone's into bourbon. Why don't we have our own bourbon line? Oh, we're getting there. All right. Yeah. Let's get that Come on. Here. Slow and steady wins the race, right? Let's get on that. That's part of the business plan. That's, that's one of the, the hash marks. Yeah, we're still there. working on that business plan this year, right? That's one of the bullet points. Halfway through the year. Well, it's, it's, I, I got it halfway done. All right. Anyway, so proof is 100 point. Uh, 103.8, that's 51.9% ABV, alcohol by volume. That is a high-proof bourbon. And I tell you what, it doesn't actually taste it. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't taste, taste it, which is scary. Age is undisclosed, filtration is undisclosed, batch size is undisclosed, mash bill, at least 51.51% corn, to be considered a Kentucky straight bourbon. Um, awards, none. Why does he have all these dates on this bottle? Is that... When he won the uh, yes, Super Bowl? Yes, four-time champ. What a that's bastard. Why. That's, what it, <laughs> that's what it means. Yes. <laughs> Not the awards for the bourbon. <laughs> well placed, Terry. Well placed. So I'm tagging you when I do the liner notes. Uh, on, the, uh, on the color, I'm going to say it's a, it's, a, it's a light amber. It's a lighter bourbon. I actually was going to go with a, uh, a medium amber. Actually, right, so, so we're, I mean, we're not far off. But. We're in between. Price point, I don't know because it was a gift. Anywhere between $35 and $55. That's the price point. So a little history. This whiskey is sourced from somewhere in Kentucky per their website. So we can safely say it is not MPG. MPG is from Indiana, right? Yes, they are. Look at you knowing where MPG is, uh, huh? We've been doing some research on MPG. Right. So Silver Screen says that the bourbon is distilled by a third generation oh. master distiller. But they Brian, do. really? <laughs> <laughs> Brian said it's light amber for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> it is uh, distilled by a third generation master distiller. So I, I don't know. They didn't say who it was. I mean, this is definitely better than the Metallica the, the, crap. The blackened. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's now left in my. So, yeah, that's all yours, man. Going in the mahogany. Right so, now. nose and aroma. I can tell you straight up, as soon as I popped that cork, it was caramel. Like, I, I, somebody shoved a caramel chocolate bar up my nose. I, it was straight up caramel. What did we try last week that. That was like that. Uh, I don't know, but it wasn't caramel. Yeah, it was. It tasted. I remember I said it tasted like a caramel from when I was a kid. Caramel. 
on the nose, definitely on the nose. I'm going to say a hint of the charred barrels. Where's the third glass? Here's the third glass. Oh, wow. Brian, we need a whiskey night. Just saying. That smell that. That's cinnamon. The cinnamon does not come through on the wet glass. Cinnamon comes through on the dry glass, our third glass method. Listen to previous episodes to find out what our, our third glass method is. But on the nose, I'm going to say... Trademarked. Yes. Car- caramel, uh, charred, a slight, slight charred barrel, and cinnamon. Definitely cinnamon. So tasting notes, uh, we always taste our bourbons neat. That's just the way we do it. I've been converted. People like to add ice. I do not. I do when I'm at home. So on the taste, there there is a slight burn. I get like cinnamon on the taste and a little bit of caramel, kind of where my nose was. So tasting notes, caramel, cinnamon, finish. It actually, it mellows out. It's 40 to 55. So what did I say? 35 to 45, right? A slight burn, but I said a little, the burn lingers a little bit. Yeah, it gives you a nice uh, yeah. awakening. Down nice, nice, nice uh, warm, warm sensation. So the finish, a slight burn, not too complex. Overall, uh, I'm going to say it's a, it's a, I'm going to say it's an easy sipper. You throw a couple ice cubes in there, definitely an easy sipper. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. I'm actually kind of liking it, man. Never heard of it, but it's tasty. It's better than the other celebrity bourbons that we've had, definitely. But for the price point. I still go my single single barrel, four roses. That's I, that same, I, I don't disagree. That's that same like fifty fifty five dollar. Blade and Bow is in there too. No, I think somewhere around. Yes, there. right around that price range. Yeah. Yes. So this is a that's a tough that's a tough uh, price point to break into. But come on, it's Terry Bradshaw. Come Listen, I love Hall Terry. Hall of Famer. He's he's a he's a character. Let me tell you, he's great to watch. Even his reality TV show is, is amazing. Are you going to give your rating or am I going to do it first? You go through your... Uh... You go uh, a medium amber. I will say... I think the aroma is pretty nice. I think I'll give it a two out of three. Uh, the taste is definitely really nice too. I got the cinnamon. I got a light caramel. Maybe even a light vanilla. And then some spice. That's what I missed, the vanilla. I, I, th- I think I the get a light glass. vanilla. Yeah, the wet glass, definitely vanilla. Yeah. So I get a really light caramel, but the vanilla punches through for me. And then the price point pretty is not is not too bad. So I would say for I think I'm gonna give it a five and a half barrel. Five and a half barrel. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a shelf staple, but it's borderline. If you wanna have a Bradshaw bottle on your shelf, definitely go get it. If it was thirty-five dollars, I'd say yes, shelf staple. Actually, if I could get it for forty, I it'd be a shelf staple, which is it's in that range. It's forty to fifty-five. If you could find it for 40, 43, 44, then get it. If it's fifty-five, I just it's a, that's a tough that's a tough price point for me. It, it's possible that they they they're you know it's Terry Bradshaw. You know I gotta buy a bottle of Terry Bradshaw bourbon. So, but that's also what they're trying to do with the Metallica. Yes, I, I agree hundred percent. So I had a friend of mine reach out to me and, to, and and tell me that the master distiller to uh, 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 I had a friend reach out to me and, t- and tell me that David Pickrell, I, I had no idea, passed away three years ago. The master distiller for Blackened. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm still not a fan of Blacken. Anyway, tastes good. so my, my, my rating on the Terry Bradshaw bottle, you're a five and a half. It's an easy sipper. I'm going to tell you it's an easy sipper. I like it. I'm enjoying it. It's got the caramel. It's got the, the cinnamon. It, the, 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 the vanilla is punching through. Slight burn, you know, a slight burn finish. But it's not too complex. 
I enjoy it. So I'm gonna give it a uh, I'm gonna give it a seven barrel. Wow. Yeah. Seven. I'm gonna give it a seven barrel. I almost went six, but I felt like six <clears> was <throat> a little bit too rewarding. But seven. Uh, no, no. I, it, look, it, it's it's actually surprising. I found that the darker the bourbon, the 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 stronger the punch, enhanced flavor, more flavorful. I'm actually surprised on how light this is and how flavorful it is. It's very flavorful, and it's it's actually very tasty for uh, um, 103 proof. Yes, it's super super. I, I look at 103 proof. I, I would expect it to punch me in the in the nose yeah. or, or in the throat, but it's surprisingly smooth for 103 proof. Yes, yes. Look, there's a little bite, but you throw an ice cube in there and you'd be. Sipping this all night like it's iced tea. Yeah, which I probably would do, to be honest. I mean, how how would you compare this to Peerless? Remember Peerless? It's around the same peripheral. Maybe Peerless may be even a little bit stronger. What was Peerless? I think it was 105, 107, something like that. Was it that high, really? Yeah, it was pretty high. I don't remember. I've had too many in between. That was this year. Uh, Yes. What did we rate it? Eight, eight and seven and a half. I got an eight. You got a seven and a half. Yeah, so. so we like that a little bit more. Yeah. Look, I, I like it. If uh, I like it too. I just, I just wish it was a little bit less expensive. It w- if it was south of forty, it'd probably be for me like seven and a half. I, I think, I think they have to make up for the uh, Terry Bradshaw cut. That's the only reason why I think um, they, they price it so high. Uh, I, I think it's a delicious bourbon. I think you will enjoy it. That that concludes our episode tonight. Thank you to everybody who's joined us and stuck with us. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for this episode. I think the uh, sex topic with your child is super important. You can find us on every social media platform. Just type us in Increditdads.com and go to our podcast. You'll find us. Or Podbeam. Follow us on Podbeam. And, and we've got iTunes, Podbeam, Stitcher, Google, um, listen notes we're, we're listen on pretty notes. much everything we are on everything you can even find us in india we're and there. germany and germany and germany with australia we're there too chile Ch- chile chile we're, we have a uh, listener in, in chile constantly downloading us but so somebody I, is i, I want to say thank you very much to all the listeners that continue to download our episodes you guys mean the world to us please continue to listen we will continue to record you are who keeps us going Thank you very much.